Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to Spacing Out with BB and Jason. This week covering the movie Star Trek Insurrection. Welcome back, I'm BB. And I'm Jason. And this is Spacing Out, where we get to dive into a piece of fiction. And today we're taking a step back from Battlestar Galactica and stepping back into the world of Star Trek with the movie Insurrection. And the spoiler policy for this episode is that any Star Trek content that came out before this movie is fair game to talk about. And as far as anything that came out after it, we have not seen that. So we literally can't spoil it. Hopefully. We can speculate wildly. So... This movie is called Star Trek Insurrection. It premiered on December 11th, 1998. Screenplay written by Michael Piller, story by Rick Berman and Michael Piller, and was directed by Jonathan Frakes, who plays Riker. Oh, that explains a lot, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just you wait. Um... And in this movie, the crew of the Enterprise learn of a Federation conspiracy against the inhabitants of a unique planet, and Captain Picard leads a rebellion against their Starfleet superiors. Vibe check. How did we feel about Star Trek Insurrection overall? We've restructured a little bit, and we're going to do the vibe check right up here at the top. Talk about how we like this overall. I liked it. It was fun. At its moments, the graphics were good. The story was pretty solid. We saw everybody doing their thing for the most part. It wasn't like it heavily focused on one particular character. So that was, it was good. I liked it. It, it passes my vibe check. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I I didn't know, you know, anything about the story going into it, but I did have the knowledge that like this one is not as well received. Um, so I was I was prepared for it to kind of fall short, but I actually like I had a lot of fun. It felt a lot like a, a episode of Star Trek. Wait, so people like the one where William Shatner dies on a cliff better? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. They like first contact with the Borg. Well, yeah, the Borg is always going to be a more interesting character, but this one was just like... It was like an episode, just a little more budget. Yeah, it was pretty chill all the time. Like, characters are just hanging out. There was a lot of comedy in it, too, which I enjoyed. Yeah, so I feel like this movie has a bad rep, but That's some, like, stingy assholes who don't (laughs) like this movie, then. (laughs) You don't, like, because I feel like it's, it fits with the canon of Star Trek in a lot of ways. So if you don't like this movie, do you even like Star Trek? That's my question. Like, it doesn't always have to be, like hard and masculine yeah i wonder if there's a difference in just like the fact that we you know we watched star trek on our tv at home and then we were able to just watch the movies 
on our TV at home. We didn't have to wait. We chose to wait, but we didn't have to. I wonder if the perspective changed if like you've had, you know, years without seeing Star Trek on TV and there's this big event at the movie theater for you to go see. Yeah, I would be a little more disappointed if I paid money to go at a theater and watch this. I can see that because it doesn't have... I think the stakes aren't that high. Right. They're very low stakes, which is why it felt like an episode. Yeah. Compared to the last movie where like the Borg are going to take over and change the entire course of history. And yeah. 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 I can see that. But yeah, still very enjoyable. I liked it. But yeah, I don't know how I would feel if I waited in line or, you know, like I remember how. Yeah, I, I, I know what it's like to wait in line to see a movie and then like you watch the movie and you're like, I don't get it. <laughs> but there wasn't there. They were they were missing something cinematic about it. It was more f- for TV, but I still think it f- passes the vibe check. Trivia time. Let's hear a little information about Star Trek Insurrection. Do you want to do the trivia? I do want to do the trivia. It's a lot. Oh, yeah, it's a whole movie. Yeah, well, I mean, I picked a few kind of basic trivias. There's a lot of trivia about Star Trek, especially about the movies. So if you really want to know stuff, just, you know, go search it because it's out there. Uh, So this is the ninth Star Trek film overall and the third one with the Next Generation cast. And just for context, this film was released during season seven of Deep Space Nine and during season five of Voyager. Paramount Pictures wanted a, a lighter tone for the sequel and a change of pace from the, the last movie, The First Contact, which was really successful. That's weird. Right? You think they'd want to like keep the momentum? Yeah, yeah, let's keep the momentum of the success. Uh, they were looking at Star Trek IV The Voyage Home, which was uh, it's the one where they're hanging out on Earth in the 80s trying to save the whales. Um, and that one was very light in tone and was the most successful Star Trek film up to that point. So mm. they were trying to replicate that. Uh, they used sets from uh, Star Trek Voyager and Deep Space Nine and redressed them to be the Enterprise-E. And this is the first Star Trek film in which all of the space shots are computer generated. They didn't use any models for this one. Wait, what? What? They didn't use any models. It's like usually they it's film. It's all CG? Yeah. Oh, wow. Usually they have, you know, small models of the ships that they're actually filming to create the, the space shots. So this is the first time that they've gone full CG for that. That's fucked up. Some model maker <laughs> lost his job doing a... <laughs> That's bullshit. <laughs> okay. It looked good, though. I'll admit. Uh, Jonathan Frakes wanted to do the clean shave in Riker as a result of letters from his female fans that were asked asking for it. He did a lot <laughs> in this in this in this movie. It felt like a lot of fan service from him specifically. Him and Diana and they're like playful like teasing and and uh, flirtatious manners and then you cut to them being in a bathtub where she's shaving him. That's <laughs> fucking kinky. I was like, what in the hell is going on? That was wild. Uh, so originally Captain Picard was going to kill data in this film I think because he had gone rogue um, which uh, Brent Spiner was in full support of because he felt he was getting too old to play data an ageless character Um, but Patrick Stewart vetoed it and they gave Brent Spiner his copy of the script with a note saying sorry kill you later Um, and then Quark was going to be in the movie and Armin Shimmerman filmed a scene as Quark uh, that was going to be at the end where Quark comes and tries to shut 
up uh, timeshares on the planet. Funny. Which is a very quirk, quirk thing, thing to, to do. <laughs> and how dare they deprive us of, deprive us of that. Uh, so the film, it was not a, a flop at the box office, but it actually wasn't a huge success either. It's kind of in the middle. And the critical reception was also mixed with a lot of criticism focusing on the plot feeling more like an extended TV episode. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> which is maybe now one of its greater assets. Whoa, let's get ready for this space dive. Deep Space Dive. Let's break down some of our thoughts on the movie. You can share your thoughts with us through email, Facebook, or Twitter. Links are in the description. We may use your comments on an upcoming episode. They really got heavy-handed with the illusion of humans have been relocating other humans for hundreds and thousands of years and we never did it well. And I'm like, why don't you just say what you did instead of being so vague about these relocations? Like, talk about, like, the Trail of Tears and the Holocaust and all of these other, like, major historic moments where people were displaced. Nah, it's too dark. We'll just solution to it. It would have been so good if they did, if they if they gave you a prime example. They could even made one up. Right. Like, that's the beauty of science fiction. You could have made one up where you're like, after the Holocaust, I thought we'd learn, but we didn't. Because in 2024, we did it again like assholes. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. Okay, so uh, what do you want to read here? Data malfunctions? Yeah, so Data's, he's undercover observing the... Baku people. I don't remember the pronunciation of all these names and stuff, so I'm just going to read them. But yeah, he malfunctions and he rips off his invisibility cloak. He's trying to warn them. He's like, these people are not here to help you, which I wish somebody would have done for the Native Americans. I'm sure somebody did and they never got their name down in history because the victor writes history. But damn. Uh, so the Enterprise comes to capture him. Uh, so you you commented when we first saw the, the people, Baku, that like their irrigation system was terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. I mean, they need more structure. They just stop it right at the dirt and it makes no sense. Like there's a plot of the land. <laughs> so if you build a grid and you don't have, and you just drop stuff off on one end of the grid, it's only going to soup up right there. Even if you have well dug holes, you still need a wave to get the water through. You should have made a, can a canal with little spouts on the side. Like, like, come on. It's not that hard. I guess they hate technology so much. They're not right. willing to use it on their fucking farmland. That was like a plot point. It was like they are aware and have had like advanced technology, but they choose not to use it. It's like, well, maybe you should use a little bit more on your come crops. Come on, at least. How are you feeding these kids? Um, Yeah, that was that. I noticed that right away. And I'm like, that's really inefficient. Uh, so Worf is back hanging out with the Enterprise crew and there's like really no explanation for why he was there they do mention a few times that like he's been on deep space nine and they it's glad to see him and glad to have him back and yeah i mean it's always good to have a klingon on your crew even if he is pre-adolescent <laughs> Yeah, it's just like, I don't know, the last movie he shows up because like there's a big battle. So he takes their the battleship there and gets in the fight and then gets tangled up. But here he's just like already on the ship before anything significant has happened. Yeah, they should have explained it. Maybe he's uh, 
maybe he's supposed to be there for diplomacy's sake or something. That would have been really easy to just write that in. Be like, oh yeah, I, I know that they make you guys come in for these, some, some, they make you come in sometimes for these diplomatic missions. And that would have been it. That would have been good. You're the representative for Deep Space Nine. Good job. Bye. Because yeah. the- they don't ignore the fact that he's been serving on Deep Space Nine. So it's weird that they don't clear up why he's there. So what else? Um, when they said they were going to capture data, I pictured them just like coming in with a big magnet. <laughs> I, he's not magnetic, though. He's not. I In my head, he's made of like silicone and like mostly like tubes and things that are not magnetic because that'd be too easy. He doesn't to me, yeah. he doesn't represent like the Tin Man, even though he has like his little luster. He's not to me. He's like silicone silica. He's more advanced than that. Uh, so we learned that the planet is some sort of fountain of youth type thing where uh, it uh, has a lot of healing properties for everyone. So Jordy's eyes uh, regenerate. I thought that was problematic. How so? I, I don't I don't know. It just to me, it felt like he's like, thank God I'm not blind again. Oh, my God. I love not being blind. Being blind is the worst thing in the world that could ever happen to anybody. And I never want that to happen to me. But you're a blind person. And that's not the worst thing that could happen to you. It felt a little ableist, I think. So in this world, there's no dis- there's no disfigurement. There's no deformities. There's no disabled people. And that's like, that's really fucked up. I don't know why. It just it made me feel uneasy. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't think about that? No, I did. I, I know it's always been interesting like the way they like his he's always been included in the group and it's not something that they like disparage about him like him his inability to see the same way as everybody else is not a hindrance and to take that away from him i don't think it defined him but i think it also didn't make him worse or less of a character just because he was unable to see the same way as everybody else and I don't know how I feel about a planet that takes away people's ability, like disabilities, like saying that this is like the cure all, like we're going to change modern medicine for the rest of the world and everything. Like, I don't know, like maybe by then there are no diseases that disable us because we don't see anybody in a wheelchair with crutches on Star Trek, but they exist. I think it's really important for us to see disabled people in our television and our shows and to just write them off completely like that was like really impactful, I think. Like to me anyway, as a person who has worked and serves disabled people all the time, like does that also cure your depression? Are you no longer depressed? You're no longer like, you never, you, your, ba- your brain chemistry is perfect. Your body's perfect. You're perfect. It's like kind of eugenic. Ugh. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Jordy didn't need cured. He never asked for it. It was weird also when they were talking about the women's breasts being firmer and they right. said the word boobs. And I'm like, that's not the language I would expect from these ladies. They would use clinical terms, not some 90s slang. That was really weird to me too. Aren't your tits feeling so firm? Like, look at these nipples. They're rock hard. I'm like, ew. And then Data tries to repeat that to war. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Data doesn't feel shit. He's the only one who doesn't feel anything because he's an android. Everybody else is feeling the effects. I think Worf gets some of the most negative effects of being young. Yeah. Gets that big zit on his face. <laughs> 
and rapid hair growth and aggression and hormonal imbalances, which I think is like probably more common to what I would experience in my head. Like when I was young, I wasn't fully functioning. Like you're working with half a brain when you're really young because you're still in development. And it's interesting that they didn't touch on that. Yeah. And then uh, Riker and Troy rekindle their old relationship, which I believe is part of this, like, uh, I don't know, youthful energy. energy coming back to them. Yeah. They're horny teenagers. Yeah. And I thought it was weird that they were experiencing that on the ship, though. They weren't even on planet. So why do we need to, like, put this big suction machine thing? If you can just float around in the atmosphere and feel it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't understand the, that part of the plot. I thought it was really interesting that the Baku people were had a faction of them leave and come back and were trying to, like, take back what they felt was theirs, which was this youth. And they gave me that lady from uh, Doctor Who, who's just like a piece of skin stretched over. And she was like, moisturize me. Moisturize me. <laughs> That's kind of like she had so much cosmetic surgery that she just became this like stretched out piece of skin that they would moisturize. <laughs> And that was the vibe that I got from the Baku people who left. Their skin was sagging. They looked like shit. Like, I, if I was in charge of direction for that, I would have pulled them up like Joan Rivers. Like, really high up. Pointy. Like, give me severe, like, lines going upward, not down. You don't want to sag down. You want to sag up. It didn't look like botched plastic surgery, which was, I think, like, a real miss. <laughs> I don't know. And then the effect that they had when they went in that chair in their little salon and it was just a camp like a cg stretch yeah <laughs> that was so cheesy <laughs> that was so cheesy i really did like the idea of i feel like they touched on something where it's like instead of a command center they have like a room where they get their touch-ups like their little botox they're having yeah. like a real conversation about strategy and everything but he's like i just want to like nip and tuck over here I thought it was funny. It's like, looks like part of their like daily routine. Yeah. So go get my skin stretched before lunch. Yeah. Gotta have after my power lunch with you. I'm gonna go do my nails too. get my lashes done. It's like a thing. Yeah, I can see it. It was interesting that there were no women that wanted to leave. Right. Just the men wanted to have their own thing. Uh, so the, the reason they give for Riker shaving his beard is that Troy said she's never kissed him with a beard before. And, and it, it was, was weird. Yucky. She said, "Yuck." She definitely has. At like, a, I think a few points during the show, she's kissed him when he had his beard. Maybe it wasn't the same kind of kiss. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wet kiss. I don't know. I really thought that like the the beard shaving was gonna have like a, a real reason behind it. I thought like, oh, in the show, like since they're doing this kind of fountain of use thing, like for some reason they need him to be clean shaven so he can do some de-aging or it's gonna reference something from like the early TNG season where he didn't have a beard. Like nothing happened with that. So I'm like, oh well, there must be something like behind the scenes of like he had to be clean shaven for another role or something and he couldn't do it. But no, he just wanted to satisfy the ladies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you guys want clean shaven Riker? I'll give it to you. So hard. <laughs> so wet. <laughs> 
He definitely delivered. Yeah. Um, we also see Picard feeling a little younger, doing a little, little dancing. Oh, yeah, the mambo. Yeah. That's when he knew. He's like, <laughs> wait a minute. My hips haven't felt this young. And that kind of leads into his romantic entanglement with Anij, the Baku woman. Yeah. She seems so familiar to me. Like, I've seen that woman somewhere before. I looked her up. She sings. uh, She's in Broadway. She's like a theater person. And Mm. I'm like, that explains it. Um, She looks like she's from another world, though. Like French or something. I don't know. She gives me, like, French vibes. I don't know why. Um, But. But I was kind of upset because I'm like, whatever happened to Beverly? Where's their little love triangle? But then I was also kind of happy that they didn't turn it into a love triangle because it would have been really petty for Beverly to be like, ooh, what about me? (laughs) She was too busy, like, kicking ass and shooting down droids and shit. Yeah, I feel like Beverly was the one character that didn't get that much to do. I mean, she was there throughout the the movie. Yeah. Just kind of doing what everyone else was doing. No, she was saving lives. She was staying stabilizing motherfuckers she she saved that one hoe's life she could have let her die she could have been like picard you'll never have another woman (laughs) (laughs) petty my ass (laughs) (laughs) you know she was safe she was uh stable quarantining people she's like no we gotta quarantine these people from the other group because you don't know what kind of nasty they have she was on top of her game for her job. But yeah, you're okay. right. She didn't get she didn't get screen time. She just had lines. But she did have lines. Um, it was interesting to see Jordy without his contacts or his visor. Yeah. Labar Burton is a handsome motherfucker. You know, he like he was pushing to like, get rid of the visor like throughout the series. And then finally last movie, they switched him over to those ocular blue contacts. Implants. Ugh. I hate, no offense, I hate, I don't like colored lenses when you have beautiful brown eyes. I remember when I was a teenager and I found out I had to get glasses and I wanted contacts, I had to talk my mother out of getting me blue contacts because she wanted me to have blue eyes. And I just felt like that was so unnatural. Like, that's not me, mom. Like, I have I have nice eyes. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it felt weird. Um, and we have the technology. It's actually easier to keep your contacts clear than to have some tone to them. Like, why can't he just have his regular eyes and say he's wearing contacts to help him with his vision? I don't know. It's got to be extra or else, you know, I don't know. I feel like he's a double token, double minority. He's clicking the boxes for multiple identities so that there's representation for them both. And he can have that without having to hide his face because he's like a really good actor. And you saw that like when he was looking at the sunset and his eyes started to glaze over like you could see tears forming but they weren't there yet yeah oh my god yeah it almost like it it just felt weird to see his real eyes it's like i've never seen jordy look like this yeah i've seen lavar burton and sometimes they just like they don't even feel like the same person because you never see jordy's eyes yeah i don't know all right uh so Data and Picard discover a holodeck ship in which the Federation and the Sonya, those are the... The other Baku people. Yeah, the faction that left. Uh, they plan to deceptively relocate the Baku people using the holodeck ship. And we get to see Data in the lake. Oh, yeah. He like hangs out with fishes. Yeah. He's a little mermaid. 
I thought it was weird that there's like a pump that he could turn and just drain the lake out. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is that? You have a really faulty irrigation system, but somehow you were able to build a dam. What is going on in this w- place <laughs> with their water resources? And how did he, how was he allowed to do that without permission? It would have taken like months of permits to get like permission from the city to dump that much water out of their fucking reservoir. Like, no, <laughs> that upset me a lot <laughs> when I saw he's, that. He's really strong. Yeah, I know he's really strong. And I that showed it, but like that's their water resource. That's their water. Like, and he just dumps it so he can show you this hollow deck fo- boat thing ship. That <sighs> made me upset. I don't know. I'm like, that's their drinking water for the year. How many fuck? How many less years do they have now? You're trying to you're trying to come in here and be low impact, and you're like, let's dump all their water out. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I was upset, and he didn't even ask for permission. He's like, hey, so there's like an anomaly here. And I think it's like something that needs to be uncovered. But the water levels are a little too high. Is it okay if I like dump like hundreds of thousands of gallons of your clean drinking water out into the ocean where it can never be like get like it can never be restored. And you'll like the desalination process is just like expensive and, and like intrusive to the environment. Would that be cool if I just did that? Nah, he just went for it. He's like, check this out. Boom, boom, boom. And he like <laughs> turns the crank and he dumps out all this water. I'm so upset about that. Like you didn't need to do all that. You could have just pushed a button to make it hover. You had the fucking activation code. You said end program computer. You could have been like computer raise up. It could have been a different reveal. Okay. <laughs> he could have just been like, there's a ship underwater. Do you want me to bring it up? And then he could have rolled it up to the surface. Sorry. At the end of the movie, like Enterprise flies away and they're just stuck in a drought. For real. (laughs) Like, Damn. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how they're like, there's environmental concerns. Here we go. Dumping all their water. Uh Uh-uh. That that upset me. (laughs) Not that they were doing great with their water already. Like... (laughs) 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 <laughs> problems okay what else uh, <laughs> uh, at one point uh, I think you genuinely thought that Admiral Dougherty's name was Admiral Dollar Tree <laughs> <laughs> that's what it sounded like <laughs> Dollar Tree <laughs> he said it Some too fast discount Admiral <laughs> And he literally was. They killed him and nobody cared. It didn't even go in the report. It literally didn't even go into the report. Like at the end, (laughs) Picard wasn't like, where's Admiral Dollar Tree? (laughs) Nothing. Nobody cared about his ass. Sad. So, I mean, this is the part of the story where we actually get like an ethical dilemma about, you know, medical benefits for a lot of people, but at the expense of the people already here. Displacing a whole race of people. Yeah. and Even if it's just 600. And violating the prime directive of not interfering with them. They violated the prime directive when Data turned that fucking spigot, okay? (laughs) (laughs) It's funny how they pick and choose how they fucking decide when they're interfering. Well, at that point, I don't know. (laughs) It wasn't that important. (laughs) At that point, they had already 
revealed that like they were watching them and that that society was not as primitive as they thought. Right. They know what a hologram is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think this is where it gets a lot more like a Star Trek episode because it's not just a threat that they have to take action against. There's actually like a little bit of a moral discussion here, mm-hmm. which I think elevates it um, and also shows you like, you know, what all these people are willing to do for some good health care. Even in the future where there's advancements in medicine that could not be comprehensible. Oof, sadness. <laughs> but what I don't understand, and you brought this up a little bit earlier, is like, this is a big planet and there's only 600 people in this group. Like, and all you have to do is be orbiting the planet to get the effects. Like, why do you need to capture this? I don't know what it's called, like the radiation that it's giving off. Like, just do what Quark was doing and set up some facilities there where people can go heal. Right. Just get a little spa treatment and be like, oh, isn't that crazy that you feel so good after being at the spa? Yeah. Go home and feel shitty again in a (laughs) couple of weeks. I wish they would have addressed that too. Like, what are the residual effects? Is Jordy going to be blind in a week again? Is he going to need his visor or his implants or whatever? Or Presumably. What happens if you do have like an implant? Let's say you have a broken hip and you have a fault, like a fake hip in there and the bone starts to regrow. Mm. What are the consequences of that? I don't know. And uh, then how how quickly is the bone loss going to take effect when you leave planet? That's that's questions I wish they would have answered. They just kind of glossed over all that. They're like, bye, everybody. Um, Picard has like an artificial heart. Like Tony Stark? Um, not exactly. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. That's Tony the- Stark has a big magnet that keeps shrapnel from reaching his heart. Oh. Um, but that's like what I wonder about. Like if it's re- regeneration isn't always good if you already have things in you that were taking care of the issue. Like George. He's like, it wasn't me. Like, it wasn't the implants or the things that were malfunctioning. It was me me being better. But what does that mean for things that are like internal? That's horrifying. (laughs) I don't know. Too many questions. Not enough answers. All right. uh, So Picard and his crew, they they go rogue. They rebel and they help the Baku escape from being abducted. Uh, Riker and Jordy take the Enterprise to try to go tell on the situation, the Starfleet. And uh, Picard puts on a leather jacket. They all kind of wear leather. They're all misfits now. Rebels. Without a cause. Well, they have a cause. <laughs> um, it's but they, they all like, I think like their clothes all come from like a replicator. So they must have all like stopped at the replicator and chose their, their rebel outfits. It was probably under rebel enterprise <laughs> <laughs> selections. But um, I thought it was an interesting thing that Picard like made it a point to take off his uniform to do this because he was going against establishment um i thought that was pretty impactful and i really didn't like the uniforms they were wearing i have problems with star trek uniforms majority of the time but they have a lot of uniforms they do they like redesign them every time they have a new show i know starfleet just like it's constantly redesigning they're like a fashion house they're (laughs) like (laughs) (laughs) blues are out grays are in We need like quilted tops and gray turtlenecks. No, beige. No. And then they're like, let's make each color based on their rank. Perfect. (laughs) (sighs) 
it's interesting. I don't know how I feel about Starfleet Academy. Or not the Academy, just Starfleet. Starfleet fashion. But Picard was still um, like using his communicator, but he wasn't wearing it. So I, just, I wasn't sure how that was working because their little badge is their communicator. Maybe he took a different one. They're a rebel one. It's just like something else. A little leather patch. Yeah, little <laughs> little leather <laughs> communicator. All right, so then Dr. Crusher discovers that the uh, Sona and the Baku are the same race, and the Sona are seeking revenge on the Baku, and they're not just trying to take their technology peacefully. It's a blood feud. That's what they called it. So that's the big thing that Dr. Crusher does. She discovers them. She does some science. And then in the end, Picard ends up killing the villain, Ruifo. He burns them alive in space. So not only is he going to burn to death, he's also going to freeze afterwards. Like, that's a mutilated corpse. I can't believe there was, like, I want to know, like, this weird structure that they were in. What kind of, like, it looked like it was just a skeleton. So was there walls with oxygen? What do you mean? Like, that weird thing with, with the umbrella. When they were inside and he was, like, turning the little knobs and pushing the buttons and taking out the little things and putting them back in. Was that, like temperature-controlled, oxygenated room? It must have been. I mean, it must have been. I'm not remembering. When Picard, like, beams in and the guy shoots at him, it looks like it's an open space. It looks like there's no walls. It's just them and this scaffolding in space. And I'm like, why are they breathing? (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes that happens in Star Wars, too, though, where they're like, it looks like the backdrop is space, but they're breathing and shooting at each other with gravity. And I'm like, this is confusing. <laughs> but I just take the the pill that tells me, you know, everything's going to be okay. What does insurrection mean in the reference to this episode, this uh, this movie? Um, I believe it's... Is it the insurrection of, of the Starfleet officers that are helping the Baku? I thought it was the guard or Enterprise crew. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Starfleet. Aren't they Starfleet? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I thought you were talking about the other people. No, uh, no. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, yeah. The, our main cast going against Starfleet orders. Um, yeah. So Picard, I think he takes off his little pins from his collar and everything. I think he's not expecting to continue to be in Starfleet after this. But then he like totally tells that guy, he's like, we'll see who's going to be court-martialed. We'll see about that. I'm calling your manager. (laughs) He was was very, um, I don't know how to say it. Uh, What is the word? He was very like higher than thou kind of like, what's the word? Like, you know, this. You know what I mean? He's like, well, I'm better than you. He knew he had the like the moral high ground. Yeah, he was very sure of himself in that way. And he's like, you're just a dirty little bitch who likes to get in dirty with little dirty bitches. And I'm keeping my hands clean. And me helping them is going to be better for my career than you doing all this. And he was right. Because that guy just straight up murdered him in that weird salon chair. <laughs> that would be the worst way to go, too. Yeah. Oh, they also did that cool trick where they transported them to the hollow deck ship to make them think that they were still winning. Yeah, I don't know how they didn't see that right when that flash happened. They're like, nothing changed. Okay, like, let's what go. What was that? Oh, I guess everything's fine. That was so weird. I, w- I really wish they would have left the hollow deck ship in the water, like disabled. Oh. <laughs> 
like just in the water. And then like they can't do anything. They can't shoot at anyone. They can't. They're stuck on planet. <laughs> and they're like, what? <laughs> I didn't realize they got the ship off planet because um, I literally thought for a minute. I'm like, oh, man, they put them on that lake. <laughs> um, well, that was a cool twist because I didn't know what was going on either. I figured they would do that to them. Why else would they introduce the holodeck ship? Otherwise, I thought the holodeck ship was really interesting that they like got all the details right. Even that weird quilt that the kids made was in the mm-hmm. holodeck ship. And I was like, I can't believe they, I feel like they should have talked about the quilt before. That way, when you go into the holodeck ship, you can, that like when the reveal happens, you're like, what the fuck? And you understand that like they were that thorough. Yeah. I think some things went out of order there. We should have had more time to, like, connect with the Baku people before we betray them. Just for fun, you know. But it was all right. What else? Um, that's about the end of the episode. The All the remaining uh, Sona people are welcomed back with open arms into their into the Baku people. No, I think they said that there was going to be issues. But then Picard was like, hold on. And then he, like, makes that son and the mom meet. And then he's like, that's how you heal. <laughs> <laughs> and we also learned that... Picard has 318 days of shore leave. That's because he accrued them. Is he not taking leave? Is that what's happening? Yeah, he's been... They roll over. (laughs) I had... I have take almost a year off. I have leave days that roll over. But then there's a thing where at my job where they're like, use it or lose it. So it must be nice to be able to accrue that much and not have to use it. (laughs) That would be annoying, though. I just met you and you already want to spend 365 days with me. (laughs) Like maybe a weekend. Let's start with a weekend. Not fucking 365 days in a row. I barely know you. He's like, I brought all my luggage. I'm ready to move in. (laughs) I know. (laughs) That would be too much. Um, You have any other thoughts about this episode? It's not an episode. This movie, this film, this this feature feature length episode. (laughs) (laughs) This high budget extended episode. Um, thought it was interesting that they had Data working with the little kid. Because I feel like Data is like a child in a lot of ways. Because he's so new at life in in so many ways. And I thought it was interesting that they left his emotion chip at home. Because it would have been interesting to have an emotional data at an emotional moment. Like, what what kind of emotions would he have felt if he was playing in a haystack with a little kid? I don't know. Disgust. Discomfort. (laughs) Maybe joy. I don't know. I thought that was interesting. They let him take a backseat in this episode. Yeah. There was some good comedy, including... When uh, Riker says that his uh, face is as smooth as an android's bottom, and Data is very confused by that. And then, and then Data is compelled to touch Riker's face and be like, "Nope, it ain't." <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of comedy in this, which I enjoyed. Yeah, like uh, when Picard and Worf are singing together in the ship. Worf is like, no, I won't sing. You must. <laughs> it's interesting. I, I think it was a good movie. Um, I'll watch it again. I, I thought about watching it again this morning, actually. So well, that's the that's the real the real tell. Yeah. yeah. I wish there was more like um like when that lady fell in the water and she couldn't swim. I wish you could have seen a little bit of her nipple. <laughs> <laughs> 
just because she's like they they don't believe in technology, so she's probably not wearing a bra, right? Well, she wouldn't need to. Those things say firm and perky. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Let's see them. <laughs> just a little bit, not like a not like a disfaced, tasteful amount of nipple, but just like at least a cold nipple, like a wet t-shirt, but like not the dark areolas. And just that's what I'm saying. This I, You could tell that this was rated PG, not PG-13, because that would have been awesome. It would have been bloodier. Hopefully the next Star Trek movie is PG-13. Astral Queen. Who was the standout character in the film? All right, now it's time for us to pick our Astral Queen from Star Trek Insurrection. Oh. Do you have anyone in mind? Anyone that stood out in particular? I think I want to do Picard just because he's their leader and he's like the main reason why they followed him out there and did the whole thing. But then, yeah, I think I'm going to do Picard. Yeah, I feel like Picard is the, the, clear the more choice. obvious choice in this. Like, he... He made the decision to rebel and let everyone into action. I kind of wanted... I was thinking about giving it to Angie, Angie, because she was like, these are my people. They're my responsibility. I want to go in there and see what the fuck is going on with this shit. She endangered her life twice, at least, because she almost drowned and then she was crushed. Um, Maybe I'll give it to Angie because Picard's easy. <laughs> she had to trust an outlander and she it's helped true. them. She helped them understand the diplomacy of it, too. She's like, oh, you know, your mom still talks about you. She says you suck. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but something like that would be, uh, yeah, I think she, she was a character that's not a core character in the show or in the, uh, canon of the, I don't know what do you call this, the universe of Star Trek or what is it? What, what do you mean? The, this franchise. She's not like a key member. We probably won't see her again, but she had a deep impact. <laughs> yeah. I give it to Angie. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the podcast. We don't have any spoilers because we don't know what happens after this. We're still watching through Deep Space Nine and hopefully we'll talk about that one day. Is there a movie? No. Oh, are we going to talk about it at the end? I thought so. That'd be cool. We did that with Next Gen, so. Yeah, let's do that. I'm really enjoying Deep Space Nine so far. I think I like it as much as I did Next Gen. I think Next Gen has something for everybody, but I think Deep Space Nine Deep Deep Space Nine has more challenging characters. Nobody's perfect in this show. Yeah, it's not as uh, as optimistic and yeah, just not as, as clean of a show. It's not Things like are more shades of gray. Right. It's not like Dudley Do-Right and Mr. Goody Two-Shoes doing everything right all the time. Perfect moral compass. It's complicated characters with pasts who are navigating like fatherhood and loss and greed and love and all these other things that are coming up. Religion is such a big part of this too that sometimes just kind of appears. Yeah. It, it's not, yeah, it's not as sanitary, I want to say. It's not sterile. Like, deep, like, uh, battles, or, um, <laughs> <laughs> like, start, uh, next generation. Next generation. 
uh, is, you know, Next Generation has good guys and bad guys. And it's very divided, very easy. With this one, like you have, I will talk about it more, I'm sure. <laughs> we'll just talk about it later. I'm done. I get excited, though. I do like Deep Space Nine. It's got some sexy ladies. Cool, 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 cool. All right. Well, then we will be getting back in the Battlestar Galactica next time. We're going to talk about the web series, uh, The Resistance, and then we'll be in the season three after that. Wow. Season three out of four. Yep. <gasps> wow. So with that, uh, live long and prosper. Make it so. All right. Thank you for spacing out with BB and Jason. You can help us out by subscribing and leaving a positive rating or review. Next time we will return to Battlestar Galactica to cover the web series The Resistance. We hope you will join us. Live long and prosper. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.